It's 1996. Jim just finished the first year of his MBA program at UCLA Business School in Los Angeles. It's the middle of the night and he's burning the midnight oil, writing resumes for summer internships. Suddenly, he runs out of stamps to send his resumes. He lived right across the street from the post office at the federal building, corner of Veteran in Wilshire. But it was too late to go buy stamps at that time of the night. The young Jim McDermott thought to himself, why can't I buy stamps online? After all, since two years ago in 1994, he was able to purchase books online from this small, peculiar website in Seattle called Amazon. Why can't he buy stamps online? In the days to come, Jim pitched the idea of selling stamps online to Ari and Jeff, his classmates at UCLA MBA program, and they liked it, so much so that the three of them wrote the business plan for the idea as a part of its business plan writing class, and a new company was born. They called it Stampmaster. In a few years, they changed the name to Stamps.com, and after raising a couple of rounds of private investments, they took the company public, ticker symbol STMP. Welcome to Stamps.com, the world leader in online postage and shipping. With Stamps.com, you have a full-service post office and professional shipping department right on your desktop. This is the Stamps.com. Customers love Stamps.com for a very simple reason. Yeah, less times running to the post office all the time. Just time saver. I can do the exact same thing from my computer at my store versus, you know, running back and forth to the post office or waiting for two to three or four day delivery of the stamps or postage stuff I need. Who wants to stand in line? It's so simple, yet so much needed. Especially if you're a small business selling things online. You'd like to eliminate trips to the post office and spend less time on shipping your product and more time in selling. You want things automated and accurate to have one less thing to worry about. From Stucker.io, this is Renegade Investors, the show that rebels against the conventional wisdom of investing. We are Hoda and Arash, your hosts and the co-founders of Stockard. The conversation on this show is not investment advice. The hosts and their guests may or may not have invested in the companies we discuss. Don't make investment decisions solely based on what you hear on this show. Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Hoda, your Renegade Investors podcast host. This is an episode where we dissect the anatomy of a great long-term investment. The company is called Stamps.com. We are going to hear from a Stamps.com customer. My name is Scott Wright. I'm originally from Wisconsin. I ran a little post office in Kenosha, Wisconsin. That's the reason why I was using Stamps.com to run that store. I still use Stamps.com in my other store. I I store 232. I still sell stuff online. So Mm -hmm. I still use that product all the time. We're also going to hear from an investor in Stamps.com. Hi, Hoda. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be with you guys. I guess it was around eight or nine months ago that I spoke to a friend and he was telling me about a particular company and a particular stock that he was invested with. 
and that stock just happened to be uh, stamps.com. Uh, I was very intrigued by it. We will hear from the company's employees. My name is Carlos. I've been working at stamps.com for four years. All long-term investments come with a simple and desirable promised land that the customers do not want to live outside. Amazon promises access to anything you want in two days or less. Apple promises frictionless connections with the rest of the world. Stockcard, for example, my own company, promises to save you time because time is the most valuable asset you have when it comes to long-term investing. Stamps.com promises its customers that they never have to stand in line for mailing things. But does it deliver on that promise? From a company that's just called Stamps.com, the first thing that they always ask is, oh, do you guys just sell stamps? I'm like, no. We've evolved to the point where we are doing some major shipping and doing and taking care of some major companies and 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 uh, fulfilling a lot of orders and and uh, and I guess you're fulfilling lives too when you think about it in that sense because you're putting a lot of effort into making sure that their business works. All great long-term investments, as French people say, have a simple raison d'être, reason for existence in this world. They promise a beautiful future to their customers, and in return, their customers do not want to live outside that promised land. When customers came in to mail something, I can get the exact amount needed for a sale for the customer right there. Um, I didn't have to guess. I didn't have to under accidentally undersell. Um, and then I lost out of money. So it, it's it, it gives me the exact amount of money that has to be sent to the customer. And does having happy customers such as the Scott result into strong financial performance by Stamps.com? Here's what Jeffrey, who, if you remember, is one of the Stamps.com's stock investors, had to say about their financial performance. Yep, I definitely made uh, the effort uh, to really take the um, that point of view where you're not just owning the stock, you're really a part owner of the uh, of the business, a minority mm-hmm. shareholder. And I, I took an interest in kind of learning about their operations, and I listened into a conference call. I list, and then I signed up for the. Um, they they offer services where you can sign up as a free member, or you can sign up as a paid member, or you get a trial basis. And I received some of their materials, and I just kind of wanted to get an idea of what they were about. And uh, it, it was definitely intriguing um, from to learn from my friend that they have this unique contract with the U- United States. Postal, uh, service. postal service and it's a very unique thing because i don't think other companies ha- have that i think that was my understanding that that to me was sort of a, a catalyst to take a close look and to learn about it and to then definitely to invest so we're not spending a lot of time here on the show to talk about the specifics numbers of sales and profitability and free cash flow, but you can check them online on stockcard.io backslash SDMP and see how strong is the operations of stamps.com. Jeffrey did the research and he also saw the same numbers. And that's the second characteristics of a great long-term investment. 
Not only such companies are shaping the lives of their customers for better, they are also delivering strong financial results. But it's not all rosy. In the case of Stamps.com, the company's stock has had an unfortunate couple of months. Stamps.com's stock price has fallen from the highs of $280 per share to $168 per share as of the day of recording this podcast. This is almost 40% decline in just a few months. What does that mean? And does Stamp.com cut it to be a great long-term investment despite such drastic stock price decline? I think that contract is not as sturdy as we all thought it was going to be. I think it comes up for renegotiation. I don't know if that means it's going to uh, continue as is or if the, the the government or the Postal Service is going to want to change the terms. But I think that was where I left off a, a couple months ago. And that, you know, that affected the uh, the price of the stock. The government's impact on Stamps.com's success has always been a limiting factor from day one. Remember Jim, the UCLA student and one of the co-founders of the company who came up with the idea of selling stamps online in the middle of the night? Yeah, him. From day one, he said there was always a worry about how the government impact this business. Here's what he had to say about the impact of the government and the uncertainty it caused and create for the company. I couldn't find an audio file of his voice, so let me just read it out for you. The main reason VCs didn't like our idea was the government. Most felt that there was a strong possibility that the post office would never give us the license, and as a result, their entire investment would be lost. One thing to remember is that if there is no external uncertainties impacting the company, there is almost no real opportunity to be explored. All great long-term investments have a cloud of uncertainty above their head. When Amazon started, nobody believed people are going to be willing to give their credit card to an online company. For Stamps.com, the cloud of government impact on their result has always been an issue. While all great long-term investments are fighting such external uncertainties, they also have a smart strategy to navigate through the waters. The issue of USPS renegotiation of the rates and the discussion about potential privatization of U.S. postal services is not a small matter. But just like how Stamps.com delivers real value to its customers, it has been also generating value and results for its partners, especially for the USPS. Great long-term investments are generally value creators. They create value for their customers and partners alike. Here's what the management had to say about the company's critical role in creating success and value for the USPS. In general, we expect that updates to our agreements with the USPS will continue to reflect the critical role that we play in their e-commerce package business, including that... We have the largest private sales force focused on driving USPS growth. We process more than one-third of their priority mail volume in the U.S. And working hand-in-hand with the USPS, through our partnership, we have contributed to a significant portion of overall USPS e-commerce package growth over the past five years. Of course, all those unclarity 
about what the government is planning to do impacts the company's stock performance. And as we said, as of the date of recording this episode, Stamps.com's return on investments in 2018 has been disappointing. However, disappointing results, as long as it is temporary, is another characteristics that all great long-term investments share. Let's take a great basketball player such as Steph Curry from San Francisco Warriors. There might be a game or two that he may not perform as well as he usually does. With the Lakers down by five, he attacks the basket and throws it right to Curry. Curry was open. And Curry scored. Oh, he missed it. I had it down, so did everybody else. Steph Curry misses the dunk. And the crowd is going to let him hear it. But if you look at his career as an athlete, except a few games, he has a consistent performance all along. All successful athletes have had bad days, so do all great investments. But if you look at their historical performance, besides a few bloopers in the middle, they are always consistently growing. All right, here's what we discussed about the anatomy of great long-term investments. They promise a simple and desirable future that the customers cannot live without. For the most part, they all have a flawless execution, which you can see through strong operational numbers such as sales, free cash flow, and profitability. All great long-term investments battle external uncertainties that blur their path. But they also have a smart management that comes up with strategies that allow the company to navigate the unclear waters. While undoubtedly the companies have a few periods of not-so-good stock performance, looking at their history, they have a consistent upward growth trend. That said, that's the anatomy of a long-term investment. But wait a minute. We talked about everything except the stock price. Why, 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 why? What about the stock price? What about doing the math to figure out whether the stock price is overvalued or undervalued? The answer is that the stock price at any moment of time is almost irrelevant for long-term investments. Stock price is a lagging indicator of success. What that means is that you can't gauge the quality of a company based on its stock price at this moment. If you have a company that has the anatomy that resembles to what we just talked about, there is high likelihood that in the long run, the stock price will be higher than today, regardless of what it is at any moment you're looking at. This is a bit of a hard concept to wrap your heads around. But great long-term investments grow beyond what you can imagine now, and there is no mathematical model that can tell you whether the company's current stock price is good or bad. And no one can explain this point better than the master of long-term investing himself, Warren Buffett. Let's hear it from him and wrap up this episode. Well, if you own stocks like you'd own a farm or apartment house, you don't get a quote on those every day or every week. Or, and I think you look, you look at the business. And uh, the value of American business depends on how much it delivers in cash to its owners over between now and Judgment Day. And, and I don't think it changes in 10% in 
in a two-month period if you're, if you're looking at it as a business. Our website is stockcard.io. Stockcard is a cheat sheet for long-term stock market investors. Sign up and create a free account with one click. All right, folks, that's it for this episode of Renegade Investors. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you had fun listening to us, give us a review. We read all of your reviews and comments. You may even get featured in the future episodes. It's the middle of the night and he's burning the midnight oil. Oh my God, Kratos is snoring. If you don't know, it's my dog just snoring and, you know, just having a great goofing day around the office. <laughs> <laughs>